Greetings, everybody, and welcome back to Love Clues. Before we begin, Grace and I would like to let you know and acknowledge that we live and work and make this podcast on Gadigal land, and we'd like to pay our love and respects to the legacy of love that exists on the country upon which we work. people and welcome back to Love Clues. My name is Grace. And my name's Lily. And we are in a band that is called Clues. On this show, we talk to some of the amazing people in our orbit about love, dating, relationships, whatever it means to them. These conversations never fail to open our hearts and our minds, and we are sure that it will do the same for you. So welcome back. Let's go. This week, we are so thrilled to be joined by Ben, the lead singer from Safia. Safia are an ARIA-nominated Aussie electronic indie pop three-piece from Canberra. And I was thinking about it and I was like, wow, Safia is really behind some of the tracks that fully soundtracked, I don't know about you, but my high school career for sure, and continue to soundtrack my life. So we are very stoked to be able to look you in the eye today, Ben, and talk to you about love. Welcome to Love Clues. Thank you. And likewise, thanks for having me. Anytime, anytime. Yes, Ben. So... This all worked out so perfectly because you guys have just released a song called That's the Thing About Love. And I feel like that concept obviously fits our show perfectly. So I think the stars aligned on that. Well done. Um, Congrats on the release. We have listened to it and are obsessed. We think it's incredible. The production is like so sophisticated. The lyrics are beautiful. Tick, tick, tick across the board. I feel like you, not that you don't get enough credit, but I feel like I just want people to know that you have such a beautiful voice. I know. You know, that's what I really get from, like, the Safi Instagram and everything. You know mm. when you do the little stripped-backed videos or, like, the yeah. little live sessions, I'm like, damn, Ben's a bloody – he's songbird. a songbird. Songbird of oh, our thank generation. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just sort of – I've got both the singer-songwriter thing and then – but I also love tinkering and doing sound design and so sometimes, mm. it, you know, there's a nice vocal but it's, it's very hard to resist the urge to do something weird with it. <laughs> totally, totally. Like, Mm. Um, more and more, I, I really am getting, I suppose that's why I'm doing a lot of those things on Instagram because I just, just have the urge to just play and mm. sing. Yeah. Strip um, it right back. Yeah, we feel that. Yeah. Go back to your roots. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, without all the other stuff because there's always that. You can always do that whenever. Yeah, totally. As long as it doesn't get in the way of the main thing, which is just singing and playing and totally making music. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. We love it. Um, so you guys have said about the song, well, you've said that it explores the pain and lightness that comes with sharing a truly deep bond with someone, but in particular, the point just before that connection is about to be severed. And I think that's such a beautiful... Ouch. Yeah, Ouch. I know. It hurts. Yeah. But that's such a beautiful cool. like way to sum up the themes that come through in that song. And I was so interested to know whether you as a lyricist, your songwriting is born from personal experiences. And if so, was there a personal experience that inspired this song? Yeah, yeah. I think even when you don't want them to be born from a personal experience or you want to sort of 
remove yourself or sing from a third person or I think if you're writing from an authentic place, which is kind of, you know, the point of writing anyway, mm. inadvertently something's going to come out of you which is related to something you're going through or something you're not aware you're going through. Mm. And so, <gasps> yes. We've talked about that a lot. Yeah, Sometimes you so write true. a song and you don't even know where it's come from or what it's yeah. about. And then when you have time to process what's going on in your life at the time and you listen back to it, you're like, oh, it was very clearly about this, yeah. you know, particular circumstance or this person. Yeah, I, I have that all the time. Wow. I'm just like, I'm like, I write these things, the words, I like, I like the sounds of words. I like the, the way they flow. And so that's sort of what I'm leaning towards. And I try not to think too much about meaning mm. and just let it fold out on the page. And um, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is cool. I don't really know what it means. Kind of, and then six months later, I'm just like, oh wow, my my subconscious is just screaming at me here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think that's what it is. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. amazing, isn't it? Do you it's think so that's a pretty magical thing, isn't it? Like a song will just fall out of you because it feels easy, or yeah, like you like the sound of those combination of words together. Yeah, and with like time and space, they become so it becomes so clear, and you're like, oh, obviously yeah. that's what it was about. Is that what happened? with this song like was that the writing process behind this song was very fluid in that sense where it came really quickly and all the words were um kind of wrote themselves which isn't the case with all of our songs I find lyrics the hardest point um melody and sounds are a lot more natural to me but this one yeah sort of wrote itself and again I didn't really read into it too much looking back on it like, yeah okay <laughs> mm, yeah wow but when so then when you like revisit it do you know the specific person that it's about or or the specific situation to that degree not that you have to say yeah. who the person is but yeah, you're, well, this, you're like you've, no, you actively draw that line to somebody or or something this whole record it's been like a whole up and down but um yeah yes yeah, so i like recently went through uh you know, a breakup with a, like a very close partner and stuff. So it's it's clearly um, mm. a lot of that. And this song was sort of written in that limbo where you're kind of you can sort of sort of sense that there's like that thing building or, or um, something happening, and you're not communicating it properly. You know, even though naturally you are both very good at communicating, at that point it still gets so hard, and there's this like to and fro and it's sort of a both reflection and like push and pull and tension and, and so that's sort of where the darkness of the song um, I yeah. suppose comes from and the maybe the, the frustration in it. Yeah, frustration. I feel like that's not often associated with love songs or with breakup songs. Like that's a very nuanced take on it, I guess. But I'm sorry that you, that you went through a breakup. That is oh, really no. bad. Me too. But, that's well, right. that's living. That's what it's living. That's, that's life. life. I'm like, life, well, baby. that's life. Thank that's you. life and we're like we're still like really close friends. Um, oh, that's interesting. I don't, think that'll, I don't think that'll change. I think that's actually what made it like harder. Oh, yeah, because you can't <laughs> demonise somebody oh. that you still are friends with or care about. Oh, yeah, my God. so that's what makes it, you know, give it enough time yeah. and enough yeah, experiences. Yeah. It's all sweet now. I think that was such a good point what you said as well about like, you know, you were saying you are both strong communicators but a relationship gets to a certain – Yeah, yeah, that's what you like to think. Or, you know, you try and you make the effort. But, yeah, a relationship can get to a certain point where it's kind of like I don't know how to communicate 
past this point because there's kind of an unspoken, I don't know, like it is that limbo period for a while where you're like, I just know that something's like just dots aren't connecting where they should be or we're incompatible or whatever it is. There's not too, I don't know if there's a lot of talking you can do to. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, that's the magic with art and music. Sometimes there's just things that you can express through art that there isn't quite the right words in mm. the English language totally. or maybe in different languages like Japanese in particular has a lot of words that seem to speak to certain experiences that there is no words for in English. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Like I was talking about this. This isn't off topic but it's just a funny yeah. anecdote talking about this with Michael from from the band and there's like they've got a specific word for when you buy when you buy books but don't read them. Mm. Oh, that's so like good. All these cool words that like yeah, yeah. just don't have. Wow. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I to- oh, I actually think about this a lot, and it's pretty nerdy. But I'm like, imagine like a a fundamental human experience, like like heartbreak, for example. Like yeah. you would experience it so differently as a feeling if you had different words to describe it, or different yeah. a different way to articulate it. Mm. You know, yeah. something more specific or. Yeah, whatever it is. I'm like, oh, my God, do people who speak different languages to me experience something like heartbreak in a different way? I, I Surely. I think so. I, I, don't know. Agree with that. I, I think that's that's like bang on. I think language informs the way we think. Yeah, I think uh, so too. Oh, that yeah. makes me think about how I've, I recently read All About Love by Bell Hooks and a big part of that. Oh, Grace, you're going through it. I'm going through it. <laughs> I know. No. A big part of what she talks about is how love in our culture is always defined as something that can't be defined. It's like this magical feeling you can't put your finger on, you know, you just know when you know, et cetera, et cetera. It's all that type of rhetoric that we have to describe it. But then she makes the point of like, okay, well, what if someone hasn't grown up in a loving family or someone doesn't have a lot of healthy relationships in their lives you have to learn how to love people and how to treat people that you're in love with and how you want to be treated. So how are you supposed to do that if we if we don't define it? You know, and she kind of goes on to basically say that like love is when you're something along the lines of love is when you're invested in like the spiritual growth or like emotional growth of another human being yeah. on like an equal part to that that you have for yourself and that totally blew my mind because I was like oh my gosh we love to think about love like it's this you know woo-woo concept that no one can tie down but wouldn't it like make it a lot easier if we could all be like no this is what it is and this is how you do it even with that definition you don't it doesn't at any point I don't think take any of the magic away from it totally still, yeah that's even true in that growth between two people is that you know that connection kind of is what life is about. So Oh my god, totally. It doesn't um I don't think it it dilutes that at all. Yeah. Have you have it. you always been tapped into that? Like even if you think way back to like when you were a teenager or when you're at school or when you were like, you know, in your early twenties, were you always like in relationships or not really. Like yeah, I had I had the obvious like the first one where you go all in and then mm heartbroken and oh okay well how old were you when you like had your first love 18 or 19 okay yeah how long did it last like a year yeah yeah yeah. quick but still yeah yeah (laughs) um yeah so 
like lots and bits and pieces, but no, not not until the last few years that where it was like a, I think a genuine like a deep mutual respect and one that sort of looks up for the growth of both parties, I suppose. So you were together um, for a few years. Yeah, a couple yeah. Of years. Okay, Only, yeah. Oh, I was just yeah in like relationships here and there early on in life, but no, I was sort of happy like going around doing my thing. Well, I was thinking about that today, especially because like you would have spent so much of your adult life touring and like making music. I feel like that actually affects the way people who have that lifestyle and, you know, like if that's your job, I feel like that affects the way that you build relationships. Do you ever think about that? Because even for us, like we're not, we don't do anything crazy, but we still, you know, we're pretty, we're pretty busy and we're touring or whatever. And I'm like, wow, it actually makes you have a pretty different lifestyle to people who work a nine to five or, you know, have like way, way more routine. It is. It's really hard to, yeah, build connections, especially when they're not a part of that world mm. um, or if they're part of like a nine to five because it is in its nature there is such a lack of structure with your time, which is is both good and bad. You have time to be free and do these kind of things. But, yeah, finding that balance in that life is, is particularly hard and, yeah, certainly affected my first, my like need to even kind of go searching for a relationship. I was happily single doing my own thing for like a long time yeah just spending a lot of time just writing and experiencing the world and these kinds of things which maybe maybe if I'd gone a different path and done a structured job maybe I would have dived into relationships earlier in that sense maybe it's um you know it's only till like recently that uh yeah that's kind of more of a stronger value of mine you mean to have a relationship well no not not have a relationship but like with the idea of being like open to you know a strong loving relationship if it were to come without forcing it kind of thing yeah like Um, if it comes your way you're not going to shut it down you're going to be like oh i can invest in like i would like that's the thing i would like to do and um do you think that's like a stage of do you think that's like a stage of life thing like do you think that that just comes with the territory with like growing up or it's definitely yeah. a growth thing and it's definitely like getting yeah as, as you experience more and do more things and get a bit older hopefully a little bit wiser <laughs> not really um, yeah just working out like what actually brings you happiness and like real happiness and mm. contentment i suppose yeah, right. It's what we're all looking for. It's people. It? It's always people. It's people. And that can that doesn't have to necessarily come from a relationship, but just being open to Yeah, that's true. Basically going back to love. It doesn't have to be a relationship in a nuclear setting or any of that kind of thing, but you don't even have to be in one. It's just being in a, a place that is surrounded by love, whether mm. it's love for yourself or love with a partner or love with a close group of friends or animals. Yeah. That I think that broad stroke is kind of, yeah, what I want to just make sure I'm always open to. It doesn't have to be a romantic no. relationship. It's just about, like, human connection. Yeah. I was yeah. going to say, okay, I have a question. So, well, you guys obviously, like, make electronic music, right? So I feel like you're in a scene that's different to, even though you're a, you're, I would say you're a band, 
don't know. Anyway, I wanted to ask you what, I don't know, what love is like in that community and in that scene, right? Because I was thinking about it and I was like, wow, if you make electronic music specifically, that's the type of music that really brings people together. Like the purpose of it is like festivals and raves and like big gigs and like it just seems like in that scene and I even know from like being part of it even from like a consumer or a punter point of view, it's like that's where you go to connect with people, that's where you go to all dance together. I feels like the electronic music scene has a legacy of like you pay homage to where your music has come from and like there's this unspoken, I don't know, there's just so, there seems to be so many layers of like love for music and for each other in that scene. And I don't know, I just wanted to know like how it's changed over the years since you've been part of that whole scene or if you've ever reflected on, you know, that type of connection that comes from the type of shows that you do. Yeah, I think electronic music, especially in its purest form in like, proper raves where it's about love and connection. I actually got to experience, I, uh, I went to GTM the other week just to catch a couple bands at the end and, and Fatboy Slim and that man, that is like the, the epitome of what a kind of an electronic sort of love communion rave bringing people together is all about. Yeah, right. And, you know, I was just went in the middle of the, of the mosque completely sober and just boogied for two hours and mm. just felt full of life after that so it, there is that but with anything like that becomes sceny and clicky there's a whole you know other subset of like clicks that sort of proposes to do that but well they do do that but yeah maybe in a more commercialized way where it's I'm not sure how authentic it is or but I don't know we've always been interesting in that we are I suppose considered part of that scene but not we're not really. You toe the line um, a little bit because you feel. I feel yeah. like you draw from so many different like genres, and from what I research on you guys, you're inspired by like a very broad range of artists. I like to be honest. I like all kinds of music, just anything that excites me, really. But in in going back to your point, where that sense of community and togetherness. Well, I, th- I think that it's not exclusive to electronic music. I think it's different kind of feelings, but all it's all music. We, yeah, our, I suppose our whole career and our whole show has been built off this trying to like, you know, this big sort of theatre piece thing mm. that brings people together with like sing-alongs and like heavy dance moments that totally. kind of And the production and the lights and like... Yeah, and, and you sort of get, again, that sense of connection through being able to do something special like touring and a show. And uh, we played in Darwin on the weekend and... I was just thinking as like as we were playing, just had a thought in my head where just being playing a scatterings of shows and I was just like, this is just such a weird but amazing interaction mm. where, you know, there's these people in the front row who know the songs, come to see us and it's like, I don't know, this it's like uh, just thinking about that interaction in any other form of life, it would just be bizarre and weird. Yeah. Um, yeah, that is true. Like if you think yeah, about it, you're just sta- you're standing there like singing at people who yeah. are just like jumping and looking at you. Like that is that's so weird conceptually. <laughs> like but it all it's so universal. Like it's amazing. It, it just bubbles up with joy. It makes sense in the moment when you're just like Yeah. You know, the energy they're giving you is giving your energy and you're like this hamming Yeah. Totally. Just going back and forth and I don't know. I think I like had a little like look down moment. I'm like, this is this is really cool. Oh my god, but I love that. I was, yeah. to, I was trying to 
think of this in like another setting and it's like it's gonna be so weird yeah oh my god you're right but um which is (laughs) yeah yeah cool thing about it that's so no I love that when you're so in the moment that you then zoom out and I don't know how woo-woo you are but I'm like yeah that's a total like energy exchange that there's really no explanation for but it just makes so much sense yeah yeah I I agree I'm I'm yeah I'm pretty woo-woo (laughs) <laughs> yes. Okay, good. Yes, Ben, I'm I knew it. Like, I could see it in your eyes. Logic. Logic <laughs> yeah. woo-woo, I don't know. Me too. I would describe logic myself as, as logic woo-woo. Yeah. I like to still look at it like a magical yeah, yeah. thing, but I, I, yes. I'm sure for certain things, I'm I'm sure there's, for someone who understands the brain better than I, there's, you know, An explanation or something. On that you can explain it mm-hmm, or yes. for things that we don't quite know how to contextualize, I'm sure there's things we study and eventually will work out. So, mm, but That's that, exactly what I think. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but I don't think that in any way takes away from the magic of being able to associate it with this, like, otherworldly thing as well. I think it's, it's still, like, that magic is in, like, in nature itself is, is, is magical, even though mm. you can probably explain a lot of the mechanisms in science. I don't think it changes. The, totally. Yeah, I, I try and, like, to be both, but me too. <laughs> there is Definitions a don't... diagram which moves. The Venn diagram is a circle, yeah, of yeah, woo exactly. and logic. I've actually tried to lean into it more as I get older. Like what you're saying, how you kind of realize, like, I don't know, it's like growing up, you just tap in a bit more to what's important to you, where those magical feelings come from in life. Like you're saying, is it relationships? Is it your career? Is it, mm. you know, your the way you relate to yourself, whatever. I wanted to ask you about. Safia is a three-piece. What are you, what's your relationship with each other? Like are you tight? Oh, yeah, what's the do dynamic? You, do you have a beautiful bromance that is spanned every year? What's that like? Very much so, yeah. Really? Yes, when we get together, it's like. Fireworks. Naughty children. That's <laughs> really? so good. Has it always been like that? Yeah, well, we, Michael and Harry met slightly earlier, but we all met in like year six. Oh, what? We were, we were Childhood friends. Yeah, childhood friends. Now, if it was year six. Quickly do the math. Nearly 20 years. Wow. That's crazy. And then when did you, how old were you when you started Safia? I know that you were doing solo stuff first, right? And then it kind of. Yeah. We played, we didn't start the band till after school. We played like pubs all around Canberra. And and then, yeah, I just, we started just getting into like, experimenting with electronic music together because we had no idea what we're doing because we came from like a rock background Mm. and yeah we're just like playing around having fun we just threw some out and just happened to slowly bubble okay well maybe we make another one i've taken the other band like super seriously and this one's almost kind of happened naturally and by accident yeah it's we've known each other for so long and i think we work together really well and understand each other pretty well when everyone needs space or when it's time, you know, to check in or. Yeah. Um, but that's obviously with all of those things, it's still hard to balance. Yeah, totally. Uh, three separate lives going on. and. Well, like what you were saying about, you know, the the crowd performer dynamic is weird and then like, yeah, the inter-band dynamic is also a pretty weird dynamic to have in your life just in general. Well, that's true because we were talking about this the other day actually yeah. when. Especially when you like, if you go in America or in a tour van, and and then to add an extra layer onto this, it essentially are part of for us like it they are part of the band, which is a crew. Mm. So it's like a whole family. 
And oh, so you have your tight knit people that you always tour with? Or like, yeah. Oh, that's and, cool. Uh, that's cool. And if, yeah. if they're not available, like then the people we try and find w- w- are people we want to work with long term. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And and that's its own family, and because you're all sort of bonding together over this common goal to try and make this show as best as it can possibly be. So there's this. It's like it's like sport in that sense where yeah. it brings camaraderie. Um, camaraderie together by working together on this common goal to achieve mm. something, you know, hopefully special and really fun. And, it, yeah, it does create this different kind of bond or this different kind of friendship you don't quite have in a different life situation, especially when you're jammed up in such a small space in often uncomfortable times and lack of sleep and everyone's seeing each other at their worst and that's oh, right. totally. rock bottom so ever totally break up after yeah well so with you guys I mean does that is that connection natural or do you make an effort when you're touring to be like we're all gonna have dinner together or yeah so we try and um we've always tried even when we were just making no money and super broke we always had an emphasis on trying to eat well mm. and we'd often if we had an opportunity with the crew or the three of us go to like the restaurants or have that opportunity sort of eat together and share time together that's not all just like plugging in and packing cases and so yeah that's always been like a bit of a, a, a pillar do you think that you have like because you especially you three like would be such an enormous part of each other's lives do you have the kind of relationship where you would talk to each other about like your deepest, darkest fears and like, you know, are they kind of the people that you would talk to in your life about yeah, I that? Would, I'd say so. Um, like, so a lot of the early inceptions of the writing I do with Michael, who's a, the drummer, um, and then Harry usually gets involved as we build that process from there. But yeah, just because I started writing with him years ago and so we've built that connection in that sort of vulnerable space where every idea is is good and every like every idea is open and yeah I suppose he'd become my probably closest closest friend in sharing yeah maybe that that style of communication in your songwriting has like transferred over to your like you know personal relationship with him I think that's awesome I was just thinking like especially for us, for Grace and I make music together, but we're also sisters, so we already have that kind of like yeah, lifelong okay. connection. You know what I mean? We don't we work hard at it, but it's you know we were obviously popped out of the same womb. But that's something that's so magical about being creative with other people. You do get that vulnerability and that openness that you might not get just in like normal friendships, quote unquote. Yeah. That's a good reminder to me that I hope that I take that lesson from being in a band of people into my other relationships and friendships. Mm. Just a very yeah. cool, unique dynamic. And songwriting uh, is so vulnerable, like you said. Yeah. And it takes practice being able to be vulnerable with people like that. Oh, it's I'm still not good at it all the time and I've just been trying to get like more and more open, more and more you know, not trying to hide stuff and or not trying to get in the way of my real voice or because there are certain mm. voices and certain songs I, I listen back to that we put out. I'm like, that's not my real voice. Oh, like, right. That's interesting. I'm like hiding behind that. It's like I can't connect with that now. It's like it's a cool song. The idea yeah. is great. But it's just, sometimes just the headspace you're in yeah. or like the insecurities. Oh. Um, and that's all part of like learning that and understanding that. Yeah. And understanding, okay, well, what's the space I need to get into to 
to be that vulnerable and authentic self and then also how how can I do that with other people so that it helps me open up but then helps them uh, open up as well. And then it's it's such a great way to, especially meeting someone new and you're riding with someone and you, you click. Yeah. And then after the first day, you're like, well, I feel like I've known you for ages. Oh, yeah. my gosh. This was so beautiful. Thank you for being vulnerable yeah, ben, with us so today, guys. Yeah, it's okay. Thank you for having me. This was yeah, this was amazing. This was so I really enjoyed this chat actually. So, I didn't mention yeah. it at the start. You guys your guys' stuff is great. And your oh, voice is thank you. Nice. Yes, that's really, nice. Really, yeah. Really Thanks good. so much. That's so sweet. My heart is so full. Yeah, getting to do this is really refreshing actually. Mm. Oh yeah, it's nice. Thank you, Ben. It was so thank beautiful, you. really. Yeah. You seem so awesome. I can't wait to meet you in person now. I'm so excited. I would, yeah, I would love to meet you guys and see your show.